Good afternoon, everyone. We're back. I'm going to start off today apologizing if I don't sound so great because, I'm, quite frankly, I feel like shit. I um, went out last night and I had a few margaritas and then I came home and I smoked a joint and then uh, pretty much went down to Warpool and I feel like absolute fucking garbage today. So today is going to be a little bit of slower pace. Just as entertaining, I promise you that. This is a very good topic today that I've been wanting to hash out for a while, but it's definitely not going to be as electric, let's say, because quite frankly, I don't have the fucking energy for it. Um, today, we're going to be talking about, I mean, essentially how fucking soft society has become and how soft the world has made us. Now, I mean... I want to start off by saying that I don't at at all condone violence. I don't think, you know, for the most part, anyone should get the shit beat out of them. Or, of course, no one should be killed and all that kind of stuff. But there are far too many instances where, you know, shit would go a, a lot differently if the person who deserved it just got smacked in the fucking mouth. And I really believe that. I think that in today's society, we are so careful about what we say and who we say it to. And, you know, we're afraid of expressing ourselves truly for fear of judgment, for fear of, of backlash. And, that's how a lot of people live their life. Not me, per se. I mean, I if I have an opinion, I'm going to share it. If I don't like you, I'm going to say it to your face. If our energies don't mesh, I'm not going to pretend that they do. I just that, That's not the way that I'll live my life. But so many people out there have become so passive-aggressive that it's at the point now where anytime you confront somebody it's viewed as an attack and the the phones get pulled out to record everything and people freak out and oh my god like they said this five years ago or i can't believe that this person said this about this and it's just like holy fucking shit calm down people calm down an opinion is an opinion it's not necessarily an attack Let's let's turn back time to about 20 years ago. And let's say you were meeting your friends at the movie theater. You're going to go see a movie. And before you left your house, you called your friend on their landline, their house phone. And you were like, the movie starts at 7.30. I'll meet you in the lobby at 7.25 to get tickets. And then we'll get snacks and we'll go in and see the movie. That right there was basic accountability. I mean, if you weren't in that lobby at 7.25 to meet your friends to get those tickets, that was it. Like, you you couldn't text them and say, oh, I'm, I'm running late. Or when you get to the theater... You say, oh, just text me. Let me know where your seats are. I'll come find you. You know, or 
you know, you get a message over in the third row from the back on the left-hand side. Everyone was held accountable. I mean, there was a time and a place for an appointment or for a date or for an encounter. And that was it. It was set in stone. If you weren't there, you weren't fucking there. You didn't make it. Now, because we're so connected, you know, if you're running late, you can send a text, say, shit, I'm just getting out of the shower now. I'll be there as soon as I can. And there's the apologies and the reassurance. And, you know, frankly, it's it's a cop-out just because you don't you feel the need to be accountable. You're like, ah, fuck, they'll be fine. They'll figure it out. If they need me, they'll text me. Or if plans change, I'll text them, whatever it is. So the, um, the accountability, and I really think the drive to be accountable is just no longer there. And, I mean, you have situations where if someone's afraid to say something, to a person, you know, to their face, they'll go on Instagram, they'll make a fake Instagram account, and then they'll throw up a comment or send a DM saying, um, I think you're a piece of shit, or I think what you said to this person is wrong, or I know what you did, opposed to addressing the person head on. And I just think that is society is breeding so many fucking cowards. You know, there used to be the days where if you said something that was insulting to someone's honor, there was a good possibility you were going to get punched in the fucking face. And I mean, for a lot of those situations, rightfully so. Like, I mean, growing up, you know, if someone were to come up to me and say, oh, your sister's a whore. It's like, well, first of all, you don't know her because she's not. And second of all, well, now I'm going to smack you in the fucking mouth for saying something so stupid and hurtful. And that was it. Like people were, you know, were realizing that ah, if I say something this aggressive or this stupid, you know, I might get the shit beat out of me. And there was at least an inkling of fear or hesitation or a pause. Like, do I really want to say this? This is really worth possibly getting smacked in the fucking mouth. And chances are people would just wouldn't say it. Now, there's so many people that hide behind keyboards and hide behind phones. Anytime something gets tough. And when it comes time to defend themselves, everyone's a fucking victim. Everyone's a victim. I mean... There could be a situation just like the one I just said, where now if someone comes up to me and says, your sister's a fucking whore, I now have to think like, okay, well, I want to hit this guy for saying something so fucking stupid and offensive. But now I got to remember this person might fucking sue me or there might be someone recording this encounter and... It could be taken out of context or this story could be flipped because I'm a lot bigger than this guy. So I could be viewed as a bully. And I mean, that really fucking sucks for people who are not in the wrong, who are just trying to defend themselves or standing up for themselves. And they have to be genuinely concerned 
about what action they're going to take because of who's watching or the repercussions of a fucking coward. And once again, I'll say I'm not condoning violence. I mean, I don't think people should be getting in fistfights on the streets and all that kind of shit. But I truly believe that people are just not afraid anymore. Like people will say whatever the fuck they want because they know not no one's going to hit me. I'll fucking sue them or I can say whatever I want. Freedom of speech. I can body shame someone on Instagram because nothing's ever going to happen to me. What are they going to do? Cancel me? Cancel culture? All that bullshit. So it's, you know, it comes back to me repeating that I think society has bred so many fucking cowards and so many betas that where do we go from here? I mean... At this rate, people aren't going to be able to fucking stand up for themselves. Because they're going to be afraid that if I smack this guy, I'm going to get tossed in jail, even though the guy fucking deserved it. You get hit, you get punched in the face once, one time, like actually punched in the face. It will change your whole fucking perspective on life. Everyone likes to be a big shot. Everyone likes to talk smack. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And then it's the fight or flight. And I mean, I've been punched in the face. I've said some dumb shit. And I've deserved to get punched in the face. And yeah, it really made me check myself. Because there's just things that you just don't say. No matter if there aren't going to be any repercussions. There's just things that don't come out of your fucking mouth. Like you don't be a prick for the sake of being a prick. Just because you know you can get away with it. That's that's fucked up. And it all bleeds into everything. Like this fake society and cowardice, you know, society rampant with cowardice. It bleeds into every aspect. It bleeds, let's say, um, into friendships let's say you know there's how many groups of friends do you know that actually fucking hate each other the tightest people in the world everyone's buddy buddy group pictures group trips oh there's this huge loving inner circle but the second so-and-so walks away from the circle everyone is talking shit about them and then they come back and everything is great like oh man where you been i haven't seen you in a while meanwhile behind their back, everyone's talking shit about this person. And it doesn't matter who is in the group. Everyone is just talking smack and being so fake, just fake friendships. And it's instead of meeting someone head on to potentially hash out a disagreement or bring something to like, bring something to light, um, people would just rather talk behind people's backs. And they just don't... I don't understand it. I mean, I'm sure it's always been there. That's the way that it is. That's the way that the human condition, you know, is for a lot of, uh, for a lot of people, but it's gotten so much worse just because you can hide behind a keyboard, hide behind a screen and you can say the most outrageous shit and not worry about someone coming over to fucking beat you up or, you know, like, ah, 
probably shouldn't have said that, so I'm gonna delete that. Like when you say something to someone's face, you can't delete that. Those are words that came out of your mouth to their face. Like it happened, you said it. It was said, it was heard. There's no going back from that. But hiding behind a screen and, you know, and uh, and videos and all that kind of shit, you can pretty much say whatever the fuck you want and have little to no worry about the repercussions, minus obviously cancel culture and stuff like that. And I mean, digging into people's past and people are finding things that people have done in the past and absolutely crucifying them for it. But you know what I mean? It's just people aren't afraid. People aren't afraid to talk shit. That's just fucking ridiculous. Um, Another aspect is even in the restaurant industry. Um, it's, It's incredible to me how some guests, some customers can talk to restaurant staff or, or wait staff and just treat treat them with such disregard and disrespect because they know because society is programmed and they know that for the most part the server or the bartender whoever working in the service industry is not going to turn around and say you know what go fuck yourself get the fuck out of here you're an asshole. You're wrong and you're an asshole. Get the fuck out of this restaurant. Because managers and owners have trained us to not stand up for ourselves. That the customer is always right. And customers know this. Like they know this and they abuse this. So, I mean, it's one thing to send back a steak because it's not cooked to your liking. That's fine. That happens. But... You know, snapping at bartenders or catcalling your waitress and yelling at someone working in a restaurant. And you know you can get away with it. Just because that we've been trained not to stand up for ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. If anyone ever talks down to me or mistreats me, I don't give a fuck if you're a customer, a bar back or an owner. I'm not going to stand for that. That's not how it was raised. I was raised that we are all equal and we all treat each, treat each other with respect and equality until, you know, shown otherwise. Don't disrespect me. I'll never disrespect you. But if you disrespect me, well, I don't give a fuck if you're signing my paychecks. I'm not going to let that fucking stand. So, sorry, bud. Um, and I mean, I think a big issue with the whole restaurant situation is because there are so many bars and restaurants and nightclubs. Like the the market is completely saturated, completely flooded. So all these businesses are fighting for revenue. Everyone's fighting for clientele. Everyone's fighting for guests. So, you know, we're being trained and taught to, you know, no, make sure, make sure they have the best experience. You know, we want them to come back. We want them to, to be happy. If there's an issue, you know, don't don't deal with the customer. Come talk to a manager. We'll solve it. And, you know, for a lot of those instances where there is an issue with a guest and you go get your manager, more times than not, your manager is not going to have your back. Whether it's blatant or it's, it's a little more subtle, they're going to side with the customer. And that's because they need the business. 
And I mean, I'm not saying that's every manager. I'm saying for the most part, managers and owners, you know, want to literally kiss the customer's ass because we need the money. We need the business. And so that trickles down to lower management and staff, or essentially we're just trained not to have any fucking backbones. And that whatever the customer says is right. Whatever the customer wants, they get. And it's just like, yes, of course, it's a service industry, but you have no right to treat anyone who works in the service industry like shit. Another instance or another situation uh, revolving around all this cowardice and all this fakeness is um, people just wanted to be accepted. People wanted to be included, part of a group. Now, what I mean by that is we all know of these groups of friends, these crews that all do everything together like they all go out together and they all go to cottages together and you know they all go to weddings together and all that kind of shit and everything about them looks perfect from the outside looking in everything looks perfect and i mean i used to be part of a couple of these groups back home Whereas, you know, there's the, everyone's the pair. There's, there's, you know, there's this couple and 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 everyone hangs out together and everyone does everything. And when you start to peel back the layers in these groups, you start to learn all their fucked up dark secrets. I mean, I know of people back home who are in long-term relationships or engaged or fuck even married and there's these fucked up dark secrets within their group like so and so is fucking so and so's fiance and you know so and so was planning something with this person behind so and so's back to fuck with their life or you know someone has made a fake instagram account and posted someone else in the group's nudes to just fucking shatter their life and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, yeah, this stuff sounds like it's out of a movie, but this shit happens and this shit does happen. And a big part of that is because of all the fakeness and the passive aggressiveness. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have these big groups of fake friends that you see on Instagram all the time, all these people that are hanging out. I've got a very small group. I've got maybe three or four really good friends who I trust with my life, with my deep, dark secrets, with my past, with my present and with my future. These are the people that I want around for the rest of my life. And they're my small, small, small group. And the reason I have only a few people is because we're all on the same wavelength where we don't see the point in being fake or we don't see the point being passive aggressive. We don't see the point in letting things, letting things drag on. You know, if there's an issue, okay, let's fucking talk about it. Let's sort it out. Like if I have a really good buddy who uses the word faggot, let's say, 
which is a word I don't enjoy. I'm not comfortable with. I don't like. I don't like the word. I maybe I did in the past when I was a, a dumb and insensitive person, but I don't think it's funny. I think it's an offensive word. So rather than me allow my friends, my close friend, to say it and just let it go, let it slide, and then let this small seed of resentment slowly build inside me and then leak in other aspects of my relationship with this person or other aspects of my life. No, they're a true friend. So I'm going to sit them down and say, listen, like, I know you might think it's funny, but I don't like that fucking word. So at the very least, don't use that word around me. I'd like if you just stopped using it altogether, but at least don't use that word around me. And then it's dealt with. They can either say, well, fuck you. I'm going to say what I want to say. And that's okay, cool. That's fine. You do you. That's not where I'm at. So I'm going to go this way. You go that way. No hard feelings. It is what it is. Or they can be like, I respect your decision. Thank you for communicating with me. I will do my best to not say it as much or to wipe it from my vocabulary. Either way, the situation has been dealt with in a mature manner because it wasn't avoided. It wasn't handled by a coward where you're just gonna, you know, piss and moan and be like, well, I can't believe they fucking, you know, don't want me to say that fucking word, fuck them. Oh, hey, man, have you been? I was just talking about you. Like, I would much rather someone be honest to my face if they don't like me or they don't want me around or they don't like my energy. I would much rather you say that than shake my hand, smile, like, oh, fuck, how have you been? Like, it's so good. I don't, like, I don't need you in my life. You don't need me in your life. So why are we wasting each other's fucking time? You know? It's just, the passive aggressiveness is just everywhere. People are so afraid to just say what's on their mind and speak their truth. We've all heard the phrase, you know, new and improved. (laughs) And, um, I don't, like, I really don't believe that new and improved is always necessarily improved if you know what I mean let's take um fuck let's take parenting for example um I have a 10 year old and the first few years of his life was obviously not not the greatest we had um his mother and I were not communicating it was it was a very bad situation I met some I made some very bad decisions Um, I wasn't the greatest dad that I could have been. Um, Long story short, here we are now, and he's 10, and we've got a fantastic relationship. Both him and I, and me and her, she's a very, very close friend of mine, a confidant. Um, She's very intelligent. Her boyfriend and I get along super, super well. It's this amazing, cool, modern family dynamic. Now, that being said, You know, there are disagreements on uh, rearing and discipline and exposure and education and all that kind of stuff. Um, So to give you an example, 
you know, when we were growing up, when I, and I say we, because I'm speaking to, you know, the 30 somethings in the audience and, and above, um, mom and dad were God, essentially. Like that was, they were, the, they were, they were the hand of God. And I mean, I'm speaking for my household. I'm speaking, I think for a lot of North American households, let's say. Um, you didn't cross mom. You didn't cross mom and dad. If you fucked up, you were punished. Now, whether it was spanking or whether it was um, this, this, the switch that Tim and I talked about, um, or the slipper, or whether I remember one punishment we had to, if we fucked up or whatever it was, we had to go um, stand on our knees, like be on our knees, like facing the wall or facing the corner for whatever five minutes, twenty minutes. If it was something bad, let's say. Or sent to your room with no dinner because let's say we were having chicken stir fry for dinner and I didn't like stir fry when I was younger. I didn't like peppers and onions and vegetables like a lot of kids. Well, this is what's for dinner. So this is what you're fucking eating. If you're not eating, then you're going to bed with no dinner. Um, or fuck, I remember one time I was a, God, this was so stupid looking back at it. I was trick or treating and I went up to somebody's house and did my thing. And then I was just like, for whatever reason, I decided to say like, oh, I'm, I'm really thirsty. Like, can I have something to drink? And I went into this fucking person's house. Like, I mean, they weren't, it wasn't a, a dangerous situation. They were, it was like a, a, a married couple, super, super friendly. They were obviously like, what the fuck? Why is this kid in our house? But I essentially let myself in the house because I wanted someone to drink. And like, I, they gave me a glass of ginger ale or something. And then I went back outside and my mom was like, did you go into that person's house? I was like, well, yeah, I was thirsty. And that was it for me that night. Trick-or-treating was done. She took me immediately home. I went right home. Trick-or-treating was done. And then my brother and sister went back out and all my friends went back out to continue trick-or-treating. And I was done for the night. Now, for a lot of parents nowadays, all of that seems so extreme. It's like, oh, you're you're damaging the child, or no, you should speak to children like they're young adults, speak to them in an intelligent manner, reason with them, give them options, give them choices. And I will agree to a certain point, but at the end of the day, you don't have to justify shit to a kid. You're the parent. You're the adult. What you say goes. I mean, there's so many kids who just don't who like, like these assholes who aren't afraid of getting fucking smacked in the mouth. They'll say and do whatever they want because when it, you know, the time comes time for punishment, parents sit them down and want to reason with them. Or what do you, what do you think your punishment should be? Or do you understand why I'm upset with you? <laughs> if I did something stupid, there was one time at the cottage where my dumbass was picking up snow and putting it on top of an exposed light bulb that my dad had set up on the end of a hockey stick to light up the rink that he had built on the lake of the cottage. And obviously, when I put snow on the hot light bulb, the fucking light bulb blew up. So now there's light bulb glass in the snow, which no one can find. And in the spring, when that melts, that light bulb glass is going to be all over the fucking beach where we play. So someone's going to get their foot sliced. My dad didn't sit me down and say, do you know why what you did was wrong, son? Or 
How do you think that we can rectify this? What should your punishment be? No, my dad grabbed me by the fucking wrist, lifted me up, and literally kicked my ass into the cottage. And it hurt, and I cried, but you know what? I never fucking did that again. It's like, uh, it's, it's, it just drives me wild. And I mean, it just goes to show that it, whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult, nowadays, it really does seem to be the case where no one's afraid of fucking doing what they want because, ah, fuck the repercussions. I'm untouchable. I'm invincible. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. You can't discipline me. I'm a fucking victim. Like, it's not torture. <clears throat> you know, if you say to your kid, like, this is what's for dinner. This is what we're having. Like, you can't give your kid options for dinner like you're the breadwinner you make the money you cook the food you're without you without you they would die they would starve to death they couldn't it's not like they're fucking raccoons or brown bears like you know after 16 months or a couple of years you're out on your own like you can't can't send a toddler out in the fucking world they would die so trying to speak to these kids you know with options and with choices yeah cool great that's fine for clothing and and backpacks and all that kind of stuff but for dinner when you're the one cooking it and prepping it and you're the one making all the money you're deciding how it's fucking being spent not letting your little fucking brat have sushi five nights a week or when you take him out to dinner at the keg you know oh the well he wants to order off the adult menu because he really likes the steak there's a fucking kids menu for a reason let them have the fucking kids menu wasted fucking forty dollars on a sirloin for a fucking eight-year-old get the fuck out of here and if the kid doesn't want to eat they don't eat a child is not going to actually let themselves starve so for the parents out there that are saying oh i don't want to send my kid to bed hungry Eventually, they will eat. A child is not going to let himself starve. And it's not your job to be a sucker and just say, okay, well, tonight we can either have tacos or we can have hamburgers or we could have a kale salad or we have a lovely organic grass-fed pork. Like, Jesus, you're not a fucking restaurant. You can't be giving these kids. Today, we're having Sloppy Joe's. That's what's for dinner. That's all I had the energy to make because I'm fucking exhausted after working all day. So it's Sloppy Joe's. I don't like Sloppy Joe's. Then you're not eating. That's fine. Fucking spoiled brats. And I'm not saying... I mean, I know I can, I can hear my buddy Nick. Nick is a, is a father. You can hear my buddy's Nick voice being like, oh, like, there's Johnny. He's, like, he's, so, he's so hard on his kid. It's like, it's not, it's not about that. It's... It's about understanding that you are the parent. Understanding that you are the one in control. Like you are the one in control of their lives. I mean, don't even, I'm not going to touch it today because I want to have a guest present for it, but talking about um, kids gendering themselves when they're three, four, five, six years old. It's, it, it, they don't know what they want. They don't know what they are yet. So, I mean, yes, support them and do all that kind of shit, but holy fuck, there's a limit. So I'm not going to touch that subject today. I really want to guess with me, but holy shit, you're the adult, you're the parent. They're not little adults running around. They're fucking kids. Treat them as such.
Oh, well, today was a rough one, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with me through it. I want to end this week's episode with a little piece of advice. As I said, um, 36 now, closer to 40 than I am to 30. And I did all the phases, you know, in, in my younger years with the big groups of bar friends and the big, you know, the big parties and all that kind of shit where you surround yourself with just volumes and masses of people and everything feels great. And like, this is going to be me forever, like a fucking Avicii concert video, like everyone's best friends and shit. Um, and slowly over the years, I learned to just stop trying to be like everyone else stopped wanting to go with the flow and and go with the norm and at first it can suck like it really really can just because you start to really see who your people are and a lot of people fall off a lot of people start falling off in your circle when you start when you start being really honest and being you know your true self and speaking your truth and you're not as afraid to say what's on your mind when someone does something or says something shitty whereas a lot of people would rather keep the fake friendship instead of dealing with the potential fallout because you know all like the we take really good pictures together or we have so many mutual friends on Instagram or, you know, we're, we're all part of this big group. We can't divide the group. And you'll start to learn as you get older that none of that shit matters. It doesn't do anything for you because these people that you're choosing to surround yourself with really don't give a shit about you. Like you really have to understand. And I realized that it took me a while. I mean, it was probably in my later 20s where when you're not in the room, some of these people are talking about you and it's not necessarily good shit. And then you have to find out from a friend of a friend of a friend that so-and-so hates your guts. And you're just like, well, thank like, We were just out for drinks last night and fucking hugging. Like, why? why would... Why would they be all up in my shed if they actually didn't like me? And it's like, oh, well, you know, they didn't, they didn't want to, you know, no one wants it to be awkward. We all have the same friends and shit like that. And it's just this, it's really, really insulting, but you get over it. You'll really learn that loving yourself and being true to yourself and being, uh, speaking your truth is way more important than all these fake friends around you, all these people who are so horribly passive aggressive and would rather hide behind a screen or hide behind a keyboard than deal with anything head on because they're so scared of repercussions. And you know, everyone's tough till they get slapped in the fucking mouth, but no one's willing to take that swing anymore. There are a few of us left. That's what I'm saying, okay? So don't feel like it's you against the world, especially when it does feel that way. I mean, I know a lot of people who are similar to me will open up their phones or look on the internet or even just walking down the street and just see these, see these people 
CDs, betas, let's call them, and just shake your head or almost get frustrated and, you know, like asking yourself, like, why the fuck don't they realize? And like, and it's just, I get it. Trust me. I get it. It's frustrating, but focus on you, focus on handling your shit, focus on loving yourself and the real people, the people who actually are your people, they will show up or if they're already in your life, they will stick around. And I can't tell you how incredibly empowering it is to have a small group of legitimate people, like legitimate ride or dies, like people that would take a fucking bullet for you. And you have absolutely zero questions about their loyalty and their love. And I really believe the only way that you get to have those relationships is if you are honest, if you are direct. Sometimes people don't want to hear things, you know, even when they do ask the question. And the truth for a lot of people can be very, very fucking painful. But as I've learned, and a lot of people that I've loved, and a lot of people that I've lost, and a lot of people that I've kept, Um, Even if it hurts, the truth is still better than the lying or being passive aggressive or hiding, embracing the fear. So really, I just want to say, like, the sooner you start living, you know, your truth and being the real you, the sooner that all the good fucking people are going to start showing up. So thanks, guys, for uh, stopping by today. Sorry, I wasn't as energetic as normal. Like I said, I'm not feeling too hot. But I thank you nonetheless for coming by and chewing the fat with me. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.